0: Hello, friends. On this episode, I interview Abhorrent Expanse. There's some audio issues here with levels. I've tried my best to fix them, but they're still there. But I promise you, you're in for one hell of an interview. Enjoy and stay safe. Welcome to another Nine Circles Audio thing. As always, I'm your host, Buke. And on this episode, I am joined by Luke and Brian of Abherent Expanse. And they just released their albums, Gateways to Resplendence. Luke and Brian, how are you guys doing today?
1: Real good.
2: Brian? Thanks for having us
0: it It is a pleasure you know I found you guys through Mr. Dave Brenner at EarSplit p r mm-hmm. the gentleman himself with his grid failure project he is a fan of noise mm. noise uh throwing a Guitar and a piano and a any other instrument, even a triangle, fucking down the flight of stairs, is yeah. not enough. It's that's that that's too easy for him. Mm. But he he said, check out these guys. I I checked you out, and I tell you what, people are probably coming into this interview, maybe familiar, maybe not familiar with you guys. But I'm telling you, people, all the fans around the world who listen to all these episodes. You must check out this album because it is the greatest metal live jam session (laughs) I've ever heard. Because the cool thing about this album, it was all recorded in one day in 2020 in October, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Is that how you guys have, have always done things, Luke?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was it is an improvised music record, but we did discuss uh, sort of some kind of like frameworks that we wanted to work that we wanted to work out together. So we we had a couple of zoom meetings leading up to it and a lot of planning about, you know, sort of the pieces and I say pieces very loosely but uh, we did have a very loose roadmap, but we didn't ever talk about like riffs or, um, rhythms or, or forms or yeah. any of that stuff too much. You know, it was more just kind of like environments that we described that we wanted to kind of create. Not, I,
0: I I, can assume not specific. And again, I, I, I forgot to mention Luke vocals, electric and acoustic guitars, Brian here, electric and acoustic basses and organ pedals. Um, I have to say, I have to say organ pedals because that's what the note says.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's one uh, invasive insectoid horror thoughts is the track where the organ pedals come into play, where uh, we had a, that's probably the most involved in terms of studio construction, uh, where all four of us improvised together in the style of, uh, some contemporary classical pieces by Carlin Stockhausen, focusing more on timbre than pitch content. And we all improvised together. And then we listened back to that in headphones and improvised over the first layer. And then for the third layer, uh, Eric and I were on these keyboards. I was playing organ pedals on the floor with my hands. And Eric was on some really crazy 80s synthesizers. And we were. Conceived of that as just kind of putting some icing on the cake on the top, some very sparse little additions. And that ended up, we just liked how much space there was in that track. We made that the primary track and then added in little skittery bits from the first couple of layers instead.
0: You know what? It's for the, if I forgot to mention it also, two of you gentlemen are from Chicago. You said the others are from Minneapolis, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um, I say that because we have a couple of staff members who live in Chicago. So, nice. uh, if you guys will be doing shows, and we'll get to that later, I know they will be all, all about this. Cool. Um, you know what? It's the cool thing is about that description, Brian, is that this this sounds like it's almost. Kinda of follow me here, it's a little stretch, but it's kind of like an audible mythbusters you're doing like like in in the sense where you have it in your head, this end point you want to get to, but we're gonna try all these different ways and things to get there. you know it may need a little work, yeah, but the end product is gonna be badass once it happens,
1: yeah, that's the hope, yeah, now,
0: you know. Most bands would say you guys are crazy for this or, you know, I'm not one to hold back punches. A lot of people could say, man, this just sounds like a jumbled mess. Mm -hmm. What, what do you, and I, I love, you know, you, you, you said "Mm -hmm," with a, a little, both you guys smirked and you had a little smile on your face. What would you guys say though, to those people? aside from what, what what I would say, don't listen, but, but what do you say to people who are like, man, this is just a mess of noise, like, are they hearing it wrong?
1: I don't think there's any right or wrong way to hear it, you know, it's just, there's like different layers of like density and, and, uh, and kind of degrees of like atonality happening but you hear that you know if you listen to like a portal record you know great example hard to pick out like or like impetuous ritual like some of the cavern core stuff from australia like it's hard to pick out like notes like pitches you know it's and and i think our whole vibe for some of the more like overtly death metal stuff was was thinking like we can kind of improvise that stuff pretty effectively, um, and and find a way to make it sound intentional and sound like some of it was com- was com- uh, composed. You know, and with more sorry. Free stuff. Like we we're thinking, just more like texture and and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, noise is a component of it, um, and to allow things to sort of unfold. You know, we all have, we all come from an improvising background from, you know, jazz and world music and uh, contemporary classical stuff. And we're all interested in a lot of different musics. And we kind of wanted to have all of that be in play with this project, but having it be like an extreme metal band, you know, at first blush.
0: You know, as I started going through and I've picked up my interviewing a hundredfold with the pandemic because of my health issues and being as i jokingly say all the time sloth from the goonies being immune compromised um i'm pretty much locked here in home oh man um i've been turned on by a lot of metal artists to jazz because okay. because of the um you just said it the improv, improv- improvisation say it for me how it's yeah. improvised yeah man and that it and when you sit and you listen and you hear somebody doing something and then the next guy just plays off of that that is so amazing so the I didn't realize it at first but the skill to as it's going to pick up on it you know we you know, I asked you guys starting this um this is going to be a little stretch, but I asked you guys, if you guys were baseball fans the other day, it's kind of like a baseball, uh, with opening day, a batter steps up to the plate. Every, you know, they, he, he doesn't know probably, probably, you know, doesn't maybe know what's about to come, but after a pitch or two, he's improvising and he's learning Mm -hmm. how to turn on it. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing about jazz. A drummer may start doing something, and then for a second, Brian's doing something, and then he's in the, the groove. And it is just so cool when, it, when you hear it click. Yeah. Like, you guys have, have a track, track three, empirical Languages. Yeah. Yep. This just sounds like somebody just strumming and, and, and tuning. It almost kind of sounds like it's like typing or clicking away. And then you hear, thing, and then you and it, see, it, it, it gets me excited because I will admit a lot of this type of, of music in the past, I didn't feel like I, I grasped it, but that track alone was like, man, I see this now because it's, and when you understand that it's recorded live, it's in one session, it's like, yeah, in that moment, they just said, hey, this is what's happening and let's just build off of that
1: yeah man brian do you want to talk about yeah please brian like yeah. what that
2: um, yeah this is the the really cool part about this band and also just improvised music in general is that you you connect you find other musicians who are on the same wavelength, who are influenced by the same people, who are checking out the same records you're checking out. You have some common ground there. Uh, The four of us have all just built up a history of playing together. Tim and Eric, the other two guys, have been collaborating for over 15 years. And then Luke and I have gotten involved with each of them at different points along the way. So we've all played together in different duo and trio combinations, but this recording is the first time that all four of us were able to play together. And that alone was super exciting for me to just come into the studio with these guys that I all admired on such a deep level and had worked with all of them separately, but then to bring the whole thing together was amazing. So when you're in that position where you have musicians who you trust innately and you're really excited for what they're gonna bring to the table, Um, you can riff off of each other and come up with some really fascinating and rewarding music. Um, Yeah, so that empirical languages is a great example of that, where even though we're in a quote-unquote
0: Lull or something.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, we're just going to play together, and whatever shapes come out of that, like, we get some drastically different sounds over the course of this record, starting from the same place, just because everyone involved um, has access to a spectrum of different music that they're familiar with and really love deeply.
1: Yeah, that one had a zone... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's, that's
0: a, a really good point. Thank you for explaining that, Brian. That, that really makes sense. Now, Luke?
1: Yeah, I was just going to kind of like tag on that. Um, like with that one, that piece in particular, that, that was one of the more like overtly free jazz pieces on the record. Like Eric and I are both playing guitar with a clean tone and playing this really intense, atonal, like dense, kind of like free jazz guitar language uh and Tim and Brian you know Tim was playing like orchestral percussion like a big huge bass drum on the ground <laughs> and a bunch of like trash percussion and like bowed metals, so all these kind of scraping and shrieking sounds and Brian was playing an upright bass Brian's a like a virtuoso upright bass player and we had this idea of kind of partitioning the, the quartet into two duos so like Eric and I were playing kind of in opposition, or sort of ignoring what the bass and drums were doing, and they were playing these kind of really long, like waves of, of sound. And uh, you know, so some of some of these kind of things, like we're intentionally playing like in in opposition, or you know, you're listening to each other, but you're not reacting immediately to what they're playing, and that can that can create. You know some really cool results and some really compelling music sometimes it doesn't work but that's sort of a, the beauty of this kind of music is we we don't you know we can talk about an environment but we don't know what the actual result is going to be
0: okay so you said some so, you know I'm, I'm i'm taking my notes as we're doing the podcast here so when i write up you know my little notes for my interview you said you know at times you're playing in opposition of one another and that's cool mm-hmm. What's the opposite of that? Is it just playing in unison with
1: each That's other? A That's a really good question. Yeah. There's a there's a guy, uh there's one, you know, one of my musical heroes and certainly guitar heroes is Joe Morris, who of uh, uh,
0: and how and what would people know him from?
1: I mean, he's he's a really prolific uh really prolific improviser. He's he plays pretty much purely improvised music. He teaches at New England Conservatory and has has been on the scene since the late 70s. He's just a really incredible musician, really resourceful guy. But he wrote a really great book uh, some years ago. Um, And he talks a lot about about, uh, sort of uh, what he describes as, as like postures or like frameworks of like how to mentally deal with an improvised music setting. And he breaks it down into five, postures. You can play you can play in unison. So that's like you're trying to really double what someone's doing. You can play as a sort of a a accompanimental voice or a complementary voice. So you're you're playing with them, but you're not trying to play what they're playing, but you're trying to get in their zone uh, and and maybe support or accompany. Mm -hmm. You can play in juxtaposition or opposition. So you're trying to intentionally play against what they're doing
0: kind of like a a duel
1: yeah sparring is kind yep of yep sparring
0: of is a good way to put it yep
1: um you can play tacit or silent that's an intentional thing is to just not play and that's an important thing to do because you you know if you lay out it allows a whole lot of other things to blossom and uh, there's a fifth one that I'm spacing out on right now, but you know, you get the gist. Like, there's. But a, these are the fi- you know, But these
0: things. are like the five parts of improv. Really broadly. You yeah.
1: Know, really broadly. Really broadly. Okay. So,
0: are you guys? And this is fa- so fascinating because this is the first band I, I've interviewed that 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 does this. Fascinating. Do you guys have? or is it important do you guys have clear line of sight to everyone big time okay
1: yeah,
0: that's critical that's yeah. that's critical yeah okay how would it be if blinders were put up and you were just going off of the audible it's
2: still possible like it's there's going to be some situation of course and
0: and i'm sorry brian i i was i was just i sorry to step on you um i was gonna say of 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 course music in some sense would would be made
2: yeah (laughs) um but it's with something like this where you're really all forming it together spontaneously and you don't necessarily know the direction that it's going to go uh sometimes just very brief moments of eye contact can make dramatic changes in what happens like the uh the last track on the record the 15 minute drone zone jazz fusion odyssey
0: (laughs) welcome to the drone zone baby
2: yeah for that one this my our video for that is just from the studio recording um Adam Tucker at Signature Tone did some little video, post-processing effects stuff, but all the footage is just from when we tracked that song. And my favorite moment from this video, as I've told Luke, is when it sounds like we're about to come to a close, um, but Luke and Tim catch each other's eye and both get, Luke has a little one of these like hand motions as if like implying some
0: so, kind of really yeah so so, so luke it. goes yeah. a wink yeah exactly. baby yeah
1: i gave him like blast <laughs> <beat her laughs> hands yeah. blast hands yes
0: <laughs> hey, you know what i'm gonna go use that with my fiance later blast hey, hands yo. hey oh <laughs> <laughs> yes okay no. okay
2: so going to launch into something that takes the track in a totally different direction that I wasn't even aware of that happening because it's cool. That's so cool. Somewhere else. So yeah. So it's possible to do it without eye contact as long as you have a line of sight. That's the most effective.
0: Now, I am not talking myself up. I am not a musician. I am just a fan of music. I don't play any instrument at all. Like Dan I always use the example Dan Carlin in his hardcore history episodes on the podcast, he says he's he says, you know, he's not a historian, he's just a fan of history.
1: That's crazy because that dude knows so much.
0: Exactly. That's like me. I I am not a musician, but I know an absurd amount about useless metal knowledge and stuff like that. Um But I consider myself probably the funniest man most people will meet. And a lot of that is because my improv, I'm spot on with it. A lot of people, when they're put on the spot with a joke or something like that, they're uncomfortable, nervous, shy. Does this take somebody, Brian and Luke, do the other members have to be like me if i'm trying to do an improv comedy troupe which i've never done or, or like when i'm joking with friends, they have to kind of be the similar wavelength like you can't bring somebody can you bring somebody in who's never done this before.
1: Certainly, but it might not be very successful.
0: But if it's all improv what's what's gauging that success if it's just like a one a one in you know you know what i'm what I'm trying to ask if it's just like a one one in a lifetime like you know press start press stop and yeah, that's I think, it
1: i think some of it is like a sensibility um like a natural ability to listen and to take in information and then make intuitive or very you know deliberate decisions based on what's happening in the moment and you know and then a lot of it is just like skill like you know we've all been doing this in various contexts for most of our adult lives and uh you know it there's like a set of of vocabulary that you use like different languages so like all the different metal we've ingested, all the different jazz and, and avant-garde music we've ingested and- Oh, and the Frank Zappa
0: you've ingested.
1: Sure man, yeah. I mean, all that stuff is, it's all in play, it's all fair game. But like, we, we couldn't do this band with just like anybody. You know, there was a very, like Tim Glenn, the drummer is one of my oldest friends and we've been doing this kind of thing since we were like in our early twenties and we're in our forties now. And like, Good for you guys. Yeah, man, you know, like...
0: Good for you guys.
1: I think that improvised music is accessible to any musician. And and, okay. you, and you develop a group sound over, you know, over time. But this, this band was special because we got together and it, like Brian said, the first time we ever played as a quartet, it was kind of there. And that's, that is unique, I think not unique awesome. yeah it's now not common
0: brian i let me ask you because that's a great point you brought up luke and i want to ask brian this everybody loves improv comedy remember that show drew drew carey hosted
1: oh totally yeah nice to yeah like, people, anyway.
0: yeah people love improv comedy people go to comedy clubs every single night to see improv comedy why is there why do you gentlemen think at least in my world, and I have heard it all power metal, black metal death metal, drone, I have heard it all. why do you gentlemen believe there's not more bands doing this because um, you saw how many clones there are in the improvised comedy world,
2: yeah in this is gonna sound strange uh. But in its own way, the metal world is also extremely conservative. Hmm. And people have expectations about things staying in one time signature, or staying at one tempo, and the relative instrumentation, you're going to play this riff a couple of times, and then the drums are going to start doing more double bass stuff. It's like there's, even though the music itself It's deeply inaccessible to someone who is not familiar with metal. Um, Once you get into it, once you become familiar with the styles and the tropes, um, if you start to really deconstruct that in the way that we're doing, people have a really hard time with that. Um, And we we spent several months um, reaching out to different metal labels about putting this record out. And a lot of them said, yeah, if you just like all these metal parts are really cool. If you just took out all the improvising, we'd love to put the that's the point. But okay. that's the point. Yeah,
0: you're missing. It's like saying That's like saying, yeah, I'll hire you as our pizza chef. But you know what? Don't use cheese and pepperonis.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't do the one thing that makes your band <laughs> unique. And then we'd be happy to sign you
0: but you know what it is so glad you mentioned that brian about i love the term metalheads being conservative in the sense about change too you see it so often like my poster over my shoulder here my, my opeth poster my god they my favorite band they were lambasted when they switched to their 70s prog sound to a lot of people in the metal community when it's just recently when blood incantation released time wave zero and, and I just interviewed those guys. They did that because they wanted to, but they were blasted by people. People thought that they were pulling the wool over their eyes saying, no, this can't, this can't be the real release Mm -hmm. because it's so far from what the mold is. Yeah which is weird to me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, please.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I think it's awesome because I, I mean, one of the things that is so attractive about this world, like the, the, the world of like extreme metal and all of its, all of its different streams is that it's subversive and that you're trying to upend something and playing with people's expectations and like, you know, everybody likes this idea not everybody but you know it gets more celebrated nowadays where there's like this kind of hybridization happening like hey here's a here's melodic death metal
0: black album
1: (laughs) yeah yeah like you know you know black and doom or like funeral you know like death doom funeral power metal yeah 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 you know and and like you know like blackened rock and roll like so like we you know there's an appetite for a certain degree of as brian likes to say you got x and my y like kind of mixing of things but um you know you start to get a little bit farther afield um and and you're gonna start losing people but then you might actually gain some people from another world hmm. you know, like death spell omega is one of my favorite bands and you know they have some like really like symphonic like orchestral percussion moments and They're bringing in like strings and brass and like, or like sun is a really good example where it's like, it's like doom metal without the payoff, without the payoff of like big drum moments. Yeah,
0: we have to talk about that. That is my big elephant in the room. Sun. Yeah? Yeah. And I I wanted to talk about them with you guys because I would have assumed you're fans. Oh, hell yeah. I have... Sun is the only band i bought a cd on a recommendation at tower records many years ago that the gentleman said oh yeah this new album came out give it a recommendation i bought it 10 minutes later driving down the road i took it out of my cd player out of my s10 and chucked it out the window no no lie only 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 only, only cd i have ever done that with yeah, I, was flipp- I was flipping through my CDs the other day, and I found, like, a Dixie Chick CD. Like, I still have, like, Dixie. Did- I didn't throw Dixie Chicks out the window. Sun got the fucking toss. Damn. But let me look up which, which one it is. But the-, the thing about Sun, okay, that I can and you guys, please help me here. Okay, I'm, I'm-, I'm going on Metal, metal Archives here okay which which for example you guys are too improv for even metal archives do you People do you know they, that
1: they'll come around yes
0: <laughs> yes they will and today's the fucking day it starts yeah <laughs> okay i'm looking here it would have been okay it was their white one album Yep. Yeah. white one or white two one of those yeah I took it and I threw it out the window and since then I have tried numerous times and I still can't grasp a simple boom. and it just, like to some people it's orgasmic, but to me I'm like, oh, like jeez, get to the point already.
1: Yep. That's kind so, of the beauty of it though is Okay,
0: like- but but why of course beauty's in the eye of the beholder or the listener. But why is that beautiful to you gentlemen? Um
2: intensity is something that we all crave from metal records.
0: Of course, it's the main reason why we're all metalheads.
2: And if- the way there's just that band is a great example that there is a spectrum of different ways to achieve that. And so you can get the, like, if you separate it into different parameters, if it's volume, if it's tempo, if it's distortion, intensity, drumming, the complex drum patterns, they're just putting all their eggs in one basket. They're going fully into the distortion and volume component, making that. As extreme as possible, and just leaving everything else by the wayside and leaning into that fully. Um, so, yeah, I don't. Um, There's just context. I it's rare. I do like the band a lot. It's very rare that I would sit down and listen to one of those records but if i am if i get that into my head like oh for whatever reason i'm really craving this sun thing right now then nothing else is gonna fill that for me
0: yeah it's
2: not it's not something you want to have on in the car where it's just making you more anxious about everything else that's already happening but yeah in a more meditative context i think it's extremely effective
1: I think that, like, you yeah, had to piggyback on that, like, d- under the sort of kind of broad umbrella of just difficulty, like, there's, you know, there's a lot of difficulty in sitting through a portal record. There is. There but is. Through, like, you know, fuck, man, even like a mortician record, like, it requires a certain uh, commitment and, and I guess, like, buy in from the listener. And Sun is, is doing that, you know, it requires a buy-in and, and, but it's more because like, there isn't like the quick, you know, the payoff, like you don't have that like money shot from those guys, you know, for a long time. And does know,
0: it ever come? When does it ever come with that, with when, Sun?
1: With Monoliths, <laughs> Monoliths and dimensions has some, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to ask you, maybe I started with the wrong album.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, they have, they okay
0: but but path. but when it when it does happen when the the payoff happens is it like not seeing your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever is listening not seeing them for like seven years you've been de- deployed overseas and it's yeah. like your fucking first night together when the fucking payoff does happen <laughs> it's boom. boom right it's yeah, okay see i have it because because you know, I hear the just the the droning on and on, and I'm like, guys, you know, I'm I'm not like, hey, I got places to be, but I'm like, what? You guys are talented mus- musicians. This is something I and my seven year old could go play. She could play this with with me.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. See, but see, now you're talking see like, yeah, you
0: but know and 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 that. Option. Yeah, it is. It is. And Luke, that's what shows me how naive I am to this whole world. Because to me, I am just hearing what sounds like one note.
1: Or one note but it takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot of intention and patience and and self reliance and trust in an ensemble to sit on one note.
0: Why is that?
1: Because the instinct is like, oh, my God, we got to do something else.
0: <laughs> you're like, you're all nervous. Right?
1: like <laughs> You know, but like you said, man, that one note can really, it can take you some places. And there's a lot of really important music that happens around the world that's based on one note that's drone, And that's, you know, that's a really cool thing to to incorporate into your. Content. Do you agree
0: with this, Brian? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, also,
2: for people who have a hard time with sun um there's an offshoot like a side project of theirs called pen temple that i always recommend to people who are having a hard time with the sun Records. the drones are just not not feeling it for whatever reason pen temple takes that and adds drums
0: okay i see here came came out in 09
2: yeah. yeah one oh, okay. Yep. One record. It's killing. Um, but it's uh, Attila cr from Mayhem on vocals, mm-hmm. and the two guys from Sun, uh, Oren Ambarchi, is also in there, and this Australian drummer. Um, and so it's like, just the thought experiment it's like, what would Sun sound like if someone was really playing active metal drumming, playing blast beats behind that, and so that. Um, I love that record, and I feel like people who have a hard time listening to Sun, start by checking that out, and then maybe help them understand
1: some of the other stuff that's going on.
0: You know how, no, sorry, go Luke. Go, go.
1: Well, just like on the Sun tip, like, you know, I think like we, we try to not necessarily like obscure our influences but we try to have them sort of coexist in a way where it feels organic and not forced. Yeah. Cool. but you know the last track on the record nano diamonds from the tranquil abyss when we described it to each other like what are we going to attempt to do with this improvisation i said something like hey i want to do something that feels like a physical sound mass like something that the time moves in a sort of like a glacial yeah. pace and it's very static but but like brutal
0: and i'm and, seeing this bright thing in the solar system that's that gives us warmth and and it's just the center of the. i'm yeah, seeing
1: that's awesome that's totally a vibe you know amazing. yeah rainbow in the dark Egg, yes <laughs> but yeah man i mean that's kind of the vibe and like definitely like in the conversation sun came up but, you know, we weren't trying to cop that vibe. You know, I'm playing like, I'm referencing some like late Coltrane shit in the guitar. And Brian's doing some bass shit that's almost in like Merzbau territory, like wow. harsh noise bass. And Tim gets into some really like free jazz drums over like, he's just like crushing drones. So like to have a sort of a, a starting reference point and then for us to develop from there in a natural way, I think that's cool. and you know, it gives us a way to kind of like quickly uh, sharpen the, the, the sort of departure point, you know? Okay.
0: This would be a double-sided question. As you, you might not know, I'm a very high-end audio guy. My I wear very high-end headphones. I got nice, like my pride and joy are my electrostatic speakers in my living room. Like I, I, lo- I love hi-fi audio. I, I love it. Taking sun, taking you guys. What is the perfect, what's the best way to ingest your project? Because you know, I, I, I say this, a lot of people in 2022 have a hard time where listening to music is their primary activity.
1: Yeah.
0: Music listening is, hey, I'm in the kitchen, I'm making dinner. Hey, I'm going outside, I'm mowing the lawn, I'm walking the the dog. I don't think you're, not to speak for you guys, Luke and Brian, but, or or son, but you are probably doing a major disservice to you guys if you were not sitting there picking up all the hard work that went in to try and get all these different sounds. mm Okay, so if you are at home, let's use Sun first as an example, or we can use your guys' music as an example. How, what's the best way to, again, listen to your, your guys' music? Brian? Um, yeah. Because now, but also maybe, you know, i just saw it real quick, give you another second to think about it. Maybe with the improv nature of it, do you guys need the listener to be so plugged in to where maybe each time they listen to it, they're picking up another part of it?
2: I think if they, yeah, if you have a record like this on just in the background, um, you might you might get a little confused. You might lose track of where things are going, and you're not. You stop paying attention for a couple minutes, and then it seems like. You're listening to a completely different album, but it's still the same thing going on. So, yeah, it's definitely challenging, involved music that I would say is the most rewarding if you do have the opportunity to sit down and focus on it. But as you said, not a lot of people are really doing that anymore. Not a lot of people have the attention span for that anymore or have the time to just sit and a record on. So, um, yeah, I think it comes more naturally to people who are already checking out a lot of improvised music and they're used to expecting that where they know that this record, there's going to be a lot of really complex combinations of sounds and tempos and rhythms going on. And so they expect that they're going to have to invest time to listen to this. So it, um, I don't know we're trying to appeal to a wide audience of people who could potentially be interested in different elements of what's happening even if they're not um 100 percent on board with the final product with all of those things like they really come from a free jazz side but it's too much distortion or they come from the metal side but it's too avant-garde and weird so It just exists in a gray area, and we're hoping that some people who are interested in one part or another can find something in it that they enjoy.
1: Yeah, man, and like we know so many people, like Brian and I are fairly active in like the jazz and and experimental music scene in Chicago, and we got a lot of colleagues in the jazz side that are like asking us about metal recommendations, they're curious about it. Mm-hmm. and they want to get deeper into it and uh and the same thing with like metalheads that are that are they hear maybe some like peter Bratzman or albert eiler or like you know Sonny Sharrock like some really intense fire kind of worshiper fire breather free jazz and metal is a really easy kind of like it, it makes sense you know because the because the, it's so passionate and there's so much like energy from it and and so like i think as you know we get like further away from like your initial you know first second third waves of of all these different of all these different streams of metal people are just more curious and more willing to try to to sit with something that's difficult and and challenging and the rewards are kind of there if you if you confront it on its own terms without expectations of what it's going to be, you know, that's the thing It's just like it, it just the only requirement is that you come to it open and, and willing to sit through some discomfort um, and maybe not trying to pigeonhole it because it is kind of its own its own animal.
0: Now, does this album, do you recommend it though?
1: You I just think can't I fucking slays, man. I no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Of course, you should, you should be your biggest champion. You, everyone we got should the
1: mixes back. Yeah. You know, I was like, we got the mixes back at, like in the late fall of, of 2020, and I was like riding my bike around, you know, it's still like pandemic. Yeah. Beings, there's nothing to do. And I would take these long bike rides and listen to it. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, we just made this shit up. This is amazing.
0: This is, I love the confidence, and that's how it should be. Now, with that said, uh is this album the type of album that you guys say yeah like you know matt if you're gonna sit down and listen to this or whomever that this is a full playthrough in one sitting type of album
1: i mean ideally like if you're gonna watch a film i wouldn't recommend if you're gonna watch like some really tough art film you you know you want people to take it as a take it in a run right like it's an hour it's an hour of your life but, you know, you can definitely, like, pop in and check a couple things out. But it, it it's so different. Track to track is so different. We cover a lot of ground. Um, it might give you kind of a funky okay. idea of it.
0: Okay. Luke and Brian, educate me here. I I am a caveman when it comes to my writing skills, when it comes to my education. You know, I was a police officer. Because I went to college, drank too much, partied, failed out. And while both my parents were cops, I knew I always wanted to, to be one. Barely made it through college. So I barely made it through high school. Did the bare minimum. I'm not a book smart type of guy. I'm a, I'm a ha- hands-on guy. So take somebody like myself. and you, know, you mentioned art movies. I go on IMDb and I'm always trying to find new, new movies to watch, Luke. And they say, oh the real meaning of this movie or this and that and so much of it goes over my head how should one come in because i want because you know you you mentioned portal and when when ion came out a couple of years back yeah. yeah i had a friend who was crazy about that i put it on and i'm like oh. <laughs> you're like it scared me like I was listening to metal for the first time again.
1: Man, yeah, I had a similar experience with that one because it's like the first record without like the cave, like the cavern, yeah. and, you know, it's dry. Yeah. You hear everything, you know, it's real. That's, that record is hard as a motherfucker, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. So educate me because you guys both seem like very smart gentlemen. How do you guys recommend somebody who's not into this get into this? how do you listen how do you what is there a simple way to listen for for should i say like hey let me listen to brian's bass work and let me just listen for the bass and let me hear what the bass is doing don't try and overload my simple
1: caveman mind i think you're already kind of saying it man like you know first of all you know i i don't think anybody should ever talk down to or or, you know i don't know man like don't don't, like never like doubt your own intelligence no i i i just don't don't i
0: i have the feeling with a lot of things in life is that i want to experience it all yeah i want to i want to see what everybody else finds enjoyment in Hell yeah of course I couldn't do drugs for my whole career, but people love smoking pot. If I could go smoke pot and see what that's all about, hey, why not? Um if um if if I could safely, and I know I wouldn't die, of course it's not a guarantee, you know, tomorrow's not a guarantee. People love skydiving. I want to see what skydiving's about. It's why, like I brought up that sun example. It's like they have such a huge following. I want to know what am I missing and what am I not getting?
1: Yeah, well, if I could, you know, I think I maybe could say something real quick about this. Um, You can kind of zoom in and out between like the real specific, like micro detail and the macro totality of the whole thing. So like, you know, and I would say this to anybody listening to any kind of like improvised music, you know, listen to the whole like to almost kind of relax your ears, like we, you know, if, if you go and like you're looking at like a, a big painting, right? If I'm gonna look at like some huge ass, like Jackson Pollock painting, like you can stand back and look at the whole thing and get a and get a vibe from that, or you can walk and get real close up to it and look at the specific little like details of a of a little area of it. And with this kind of music, whether it's like in our situation where it's like an overtly like, you know, pretty hard ass metal zone, or, you know, some like 70s art ensemble of Chicago, you know, free jazz shit or, or experimental music, you can listen to an individual voice. You can you can listen to a couple like, hey, what are the bass and drums? Like, how are they interacting? Or how are the guitars interacting? Or what's happening with this one arc? Like, is there like, some, is this, like I've been paying attention to just the bass for a long time. Like, where's, where's that gonna go? Okay. Go we'll back, zoom out, right, and try to get the big picture. And you know, it's so intensely subjective. Like, you brought up the movie analogy. Like, we don't have, um, there isn't like a point you're supposed to get. You know, like there's all this like nerd shit that we talk about. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna do these interaction postures and blah blah blah, and or like this one piece is timed and timed duos. But ultimately, like. It's just an energy and a feeling and a vibe. So, like, yeah. hearing, hearing, hearing. So
0: maybe I'm looking for a, a a deeper meaning. That's 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 not fucking there.
1: Yeah, man. I think that's you know we don't. There is no. There is, there no, is no like
0: moment that that where you're going to be like, Buke. Your mind's not going to be figuratively fucking blown here. It's just it's just improvised metal and just go into it with an open mind. Now. Uh, Brian, do you have anything to, to play off of that? And then I have another question to follow on this.
2: Um, I know Luke was saying to approach the album, kind of sit down and listen to the whole thing. I'm all for that as well. But for people who are really new to this, like when there's something that I'm checking out that's really...
0: Yeah, okay, deep be deep. me. You're me. You're a big guy. You're pale and pasty yeah okay you know you like video games a little too much okay you got a you got a crippling vinyl record addiction you got heart failure go ahead you're me
2: um sometimes when i (laughs) get a record that is that indigestible um i do have to sit down and just put on a couple tracks and then turn it off and give it 20 minutes and do something else and then come back like i had to do that the first two or three times through the new plebeian grandstand record wow that is just so much density and intensity to the textures that they're pushing on that record that i had to turn it off after the first three or four songs like i can't fully process this right now so for some people, for the initial listen, that might be easier. And then after they've done that, maybe if they decide to come back to it, it'll be easier for them to listen to the whole thing straight through.
0: You know, maybe my, my problem is upon first listen, if I'm turned off to it, yep. it's almost like a first date. You had your chance. Yeah if 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 we go out on a date and we we're not matching hey I'm so- you had your chance, sweetheart mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, sorry, and it's hard to go back, but again i I do it with so much because I like to be part of the collective mindset like when it, like for example, when an album is like unanimously album of the year yeah I I feel like man I have to be I have to listen to this I have to be not saying it has to be my album of the year but I have to get it and I am on record almost every episode probably saying I'm not a black metal guy I despise black metal not for the meaning as you're you know wearing a black metal shirt Luke mm-hmm we have a member on here one of our our guys who runs everything and started it chris voss dark throne is his favorite band yeah man I'm it loves it. him yeah loves him loves him love him to me the dark funeral the mayhem the emperor all of them you know the bosoms all oh. of them i i i don't get it i have tried i have tried i have tried yeah but i w- i will take the atmospheric stuff any day because i love the loud the sound stage that it's presenting Mm -hmm. so i'm not i am first impressions mean a lot to me Mm -hmm. so i why i really appreciate you guys answers on how to you know check this out as like a a newbie to improv improv metal yeah i
1: mean the nature of the beast is is not gonna be for everybody, and 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 we're cool with that. You know, okay, like, now you know, I'm sorry. The- go ahead, Luke. Sorry. Yeah, i you I'll know, just like trying to approach it with like a degree of, of like, willingness to try something, you know, to try and sit with it. Like, you know, we opened the record with like a a big, like doomy wash, and then like an eight minute pummeling. Oh, it's pummeling. Oh, is it ever? You know, but there's still some like quirks in it and then it and then it goes some really different directions after that. Okay. So like if you can kind of make the hang through the first couple tracks, um then you get to some different chapters in it that really do go to some different spaces and um and I feel like if anybody makes it through like the majority of the record, uh that's kind of a win for me already. Like just people's willingness to check it out and, and give it a chance and not to expect it to sound like anything they've ever heard.
0: How does, you Now, man, I come up with so many questions because this is a fascinating conversation. You know, we, we've hit the hour mark. Are you guys still good on time for a couple more questions?
1: I can yep. hang for a few more minutes. Yeah. I, yeah. We actually got to, We're heading up to Minneapolis tonight. Okay. We're making the, 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 the follow-up to this. Yes.
0: Rally. Yes. Okay. You know what? Do something. When you do this follow-up, say, you know what? We're going to do five seconds or so to say, you know what? We're just, we're, we're going to toss a bone. We're going to give him like a second or two of easy. This, this is easy. And then just go off the rails.
1: But
0: but no fucking promises. But just say hey, you know what, Buke? He did a great interview with us. Let's just give him. Let's toss him a bone and let's, let's just give him a second, a second or two, a real do you, like something easy metal and then just fucking go back off the walls. Um. Uh. Is there anything too crazy that like when you're improvising like this? That somebody if somebodys if if uh Luke started to do something that sounded like fucking weird hour or something you'd be like, "Wait, Luke, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, are there like do you guys go into this with constraints that like it needs to be in this box? Like you're not going to go in there and drop like a Wu-Tang beat on them. Yeah. Like there ha- like there's constraints around it right and that just comes from everybody just being on the same page
2: i think there's just it's just a distinction between something that someone plays that you know they're like it's like the musical equivalent of trolling it's like you don't want somebody to come in and play something i
0: got you
2: is out of the context because They just think it's funny and they're just trying to get a rise out of people. The expectation is this is something we all take very seriously and we want to bring to the table something that, yeah, it's not. we don't dictate what the specific stylistic references have to be, but you just come to it as a professional. You come to it as an artist and you bring your intention to it. So you don't want to bring in something that people know you're doing it just because you think it's funny and it comes from some immature place
0: i got you i got you
2: now how how do do
0: you um keep people like now I'll knock that question off. How does the jazz community as a whole take to to this? Um, I
2: mean, at least locally. No, like like
0: your in, in improv fans who might not be metalheads. How how do they take take to it? Um,
2: some of them like it, and some of them don't. Okay. Yeah, I
1: mean, that they community are is definitely not like a monolith either. You know, like there are people who listen to a lot of really super intense improvised music, and um, I mean, that's a huge that's a huge subject, and we're not experts on it. Yeah, it's, it's just so vast. You know, like we Brian and I started working a little bit recently with Weasel Walter from the Flying Lutenbachers, and you know, Weasel. What a wonderful guy. name. Yeah, well, he's, you know, anybody that's not familiar with Weasel's work, definitely check him out. He's, he, you know, Flying Lutenbachers is one of my favorite bands. They kind of started the whole, like, brutal prog movement, <laughs> but, um, you know, Weasel plays, like, free jazz on, like, a death metal tuned drum kit that's, like, super dead and, like, real, like, splatty, and, and and it just sounds, like, awesome in a, you know, he's playing, like, death metal sounding drums with like Roscoe Mitchell and all these like old school, like icon improvisers. And, and so like, you know, that's a specific thread in improvised music. And, you know, there's tons of people who are into extreme metal that play like more like jazz adjacent stuff. And, and, you know, there's guys in the jazz world that are really into metal, like Craig Taborn, Dan Weiss, you know, Matt Mitchell, these guys make really intense modern jazz that has a serious Extreme metal, you know, it might not be like at first blush, but it's in there, you know. Yep. Okay. You can't relate really for anybody, you know.
2: Relating to that, just one resource that I want to mention that was um, like before we had decided to make this record, but just something that fills in a similar space is when somewhere around twenty twelve or thirteen. Is when I first found uh, Hank Steamer at a blog called Heavy Metal Bebop.
0: Oh, okay,
2: perfect. The, uh,
0: resources are great. Okay, let me add. Let me add that.
2: You it started as just a written blog, and then eventually, you started doing some podcast episodes later. But it was just all about the common ground between jazz musicians who were really into metal and metal musicians who were really into jazz and just finding prominent figures in both scenes, including Dave Horn and Dan Weiss and Damian Reed. Um, But yeah, just talking to them about all the metal bands that they love and talking to metal guys about all these free jazz records that they love. And that was so overwhelming for me, just to see that there were guys doing this at the highest level. Who really were that deep into both of it, both sides of this crazy music and coming at it from both directions. Um, So that gave me a lot more confidence to even pitch an idea for a group like this where you can make improvised music that uses sounds from heavy music to make something new and really fucking cool.
0: That's awesome last question guys if there is a song on your album that best represents what you guys put out what would you say that is okay, i know that's probably impossible to answer um or is I, there or is there maybe a time signature but brian go ahead go ahead
2: uh, my first impression i would say frost suffocation kind okay is that because it's cut up the most obviously, because every so often, every 30 seconds, we switch to something completely different. So I feel like that's kind of a microcosm of the shifting styles that happen throughout the whole record. You just see those break and switch over in real time. And we go from one zone into something pretty disparate very quickly so that would be my my take on okay.
0: That. And Luke,
1: one. I would say the last track, "Nano Diamonds," because okay, um, it has the atmospherics, it has the pummeling, it has really deliberate. Like each member is really so committed to a space, and it feels like that was the that was like one of the last things that we recorded on the session, if not the last one, and. I think at that point we had really gotten into the, like a telepathic space, and uh, and I, I feel like it is a really good summary, but it is 15 minutes long. It's okay, like, about so you know it's a, it's kind of a it's a hang, you know. Hey, I love
0: long songs. So I love like, long songs. To
1: kind of pop in on.
0: Okay, well, Luke and Brian, safe travels for you guys. I Perfect. love I love the project. This was so informative. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys had fun. Please continue to stay safe. Luke or Brian, I will give you guys both the final uh, say.
2: Uh, thanks so much for having us. And we're really excited about this record it just came out yesterday. Uh, CDs and digital are on Amalgam Music. Tapes are on Lurker Bias. Uh, very grateful to have a couple labels with the Chicago experimental community who are interested in putting this out
0: how do you want what do you recommend people get tape or the the cd
2: uh tapes are much more limited there's only we had only 50 copies of that that were made and the label had a few extras so if you want tape grab that first but
0: i'm buying one now all right okay well gentlemen safe travel you guys are so damn educated so informative today I look forward to seeing you guys possibly one day shaking your hands. Thank man, you for, we would love for... To come
1: out and play in, I'm in Baltimore, in the... I'm in DC
0: area. Would love to. DC
1: be more, we're about it, man. Okay. I appreciate
0: it guys. Thank you. Thank
1: you.